0: This is Sports and Torts with David Spadep and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. Elliot,
1: I, Elliot, I just want to get to something I noticed on the Internet yesterday. The Podcast Awards, the People's Choice Podcast Awards, they're having nominations between now and Friday for your favorite Podcast. I know what my favorite podcast is. I do too. And they got a sports category. So all our listeners go to podcastawards.com and nominate Sports and Torts. Give our uh, website here at talkzone.com on there. And then they're going to pick 10 shows to be finalists for the Podcast of the Year award for sports. And hopefully we end up winning it. We could beat ESPN because that four-letter network has won the last couple there, some oh, of those sports a, shows. they got a little money behind them, don't they?
0: So we can v- vote early and often? Is this like a Chicago uh, election where you, the dead people can vote?
1: What happens now is you nominate your favorite show. They go through the nominations, and they pick out ten based upon how many people nominate them. And they listen to the show. you got to have eight podcasts be- between uh, last awards and now, which we have more than eight. And basically they listen to the sound quality, the content and they decide which are the best ones, and they let the people vote. When they have the voting, 40% goes upon voting, also goes upon their panel, kind of like American Idol, they're okay, so, Dancing and, with the Stars.
0: As long as we don't have to dance, we're okay. Is so anybody we can pay off to do, to get us? Uh...
1: You, you can't do that. If you do that, they disqualify you. Uh-oh. But, again, get as many people voting as possible, and you can't have like these servers set up to keep pumping them out. Okay. Because What's that website again? It is thepodcastawards.com dot com. I send it to all the beautiful women we've had on the show, and they've got followers, so I know they'll come through. Beautiful. Maybe we'll get Dave on, since we're trying to get Howard on, to talk about how the show has progressed over the past eight months, if he wants to. He doesn't want to talk (laughs) to us. He
0: waved us off, and he's going, are you nuts? Are you nuts? I I don't know what the hell you're doing from week to week. Hopefully that's a rhetorical question, because we know the answer to it is, definitely we are. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's gone a long way, but he likes to be, he doesn't want to be on the mic. He likes to be behind the mic. The man behind, behind the, the scenes. He makes all them. this thing work with the sound quality and everything we're doing. It's, it's a whole different medium here. Sound, video, you name it. We do it. I know when, window washing.
0: We're available.
1: When I first approached you about this, I think you probably had some reservations. Okay. What am I getting myself into here?
0: Yeah, definitely. And not, I got myself into this nice little studio with uh, padding on the walls. I'm not sure if that was left over from a a mental institution or not, or maybe it's just for sound quality, perhaps.
1: I don't know. Didn't Mike North work in her for a while, so that might explain the padded walls.
0: Yeah. Well, not quite sufficient padding for that, perhaps, (laughs) but it it works for us, I think. And if if there's a problem with the sound quality, it's not Dave Olson's fault, I can assure you. It's either me having a cold or whatever this crud in my head is, or you having uh, some malady or something like that. Because listen- this is top-notch equipment here. These tin cans are 21st century quality tin cans. And the cameras? And the cameras, you know, Matthew Brady from the Civil War, he used them. They're tested. They're up to standards. So we're good to go.
1: We know what we're doing here. I, well, was I listen- wouldn't go that far. I was listening to some of the old shows because I'm taking the old audio from the Barry Legal Show. I'm putting videos, and i put them on YouTube. I was listening to Deacon Jones interview we did. I sounded like Deacon that day. I hit a cold. Uh- <laughs> i was hacking up along i'm lo- well that that's
0: the interesting thing between writing for a living and talking for a living if your head's full of crud you can still hit the keyboard you can be on death's bed and still write radio internet whatever this stuff is video tv you don't have quite that luxury they can see oh that guy's eyes look really red and bloodshot must have had a late night or he may be sick and and if your voice is ah. Then then you hear that too. There's no way a, to tap dance around that and the, finesse your way to a smoother broadcast quality
1: type voice if if you don't have it. Let's touch on this whole Walter Payton thing, this book that came out by this renowned, we'll call him renowned journalist from SA. Jeff, Jeff Perlman. I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Perlman or not, but I I know his work and uh
0: I know it's gonna come as a shock to a lot of people, and I wrote about this today at ElliotHarris.com, that it's going to surprise some people that Walter Payton wasn't perfect. He wasn't a saint. He was a human being. Now, I'm not 100% certain that everything in that book is accurate, but there's a part of me that says Walter Payton took painkillers. Okay, that that hardly is shocking. Walter Payton may have had extramarital uh, dalliances. Gee, you think most athletes have the opportunity of women throwing themselves at athletes or athletes pursuing. And I, you know, who, who knows how it all went down?
1: They don't do that with journalists. The women don't throw themselves at Elliot I, Harris. I, keep I know wa- they don't throw themselves at me.
0: You know, I keep waiting. Don't, don't women throw themselves at lawyers? No. Not even on the mercy of the court. Actually, I
1: did have one do that to me one time outside. You sure you want to talk about this? Your wife my, may be listening. My wife knows about it. I'm outside the courthouse. This girl was stone cold drunk and she was coming for her DUI case, their violation, and she's screaming outside the Daily Center, I want to F an effing attorney. Well, <laughs> that's you. Aren't you in an effing an attorney? <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at this girl. I'm going, Oh my God. They wouldn't let her in the courthouse. The bailiff grabs me and he says, We're not going to go in front of the judge. She is stone cold cold, drunk. We're doing her a favor. And I said, okay, fine. We got her out of there. But again, you never know. But no, women you see an attorney, a successful person, a lot of times the same thing with guys with successful women, they throw themselves at him, them, and basically you just have to say no, throw the fish back. Yeah. So are all
0: these stories of Peyton's lured behavior?
1: Oh, they're true because I've talked to cops who basically said they would see him speeding down the oh, 100, boat mi- his girlfriend, 100, 100, miles 100 miles an hour. hour. Right? Yeah, and they said he had the uh certain chemical in the garage and make his car go nitrous fast. Ox- nitrous oxide. oxide. I
0: thought that was laughing gas. No. Maybe.
1: I don't know if he put that in his car, but he had laughing gas. So your voice sounds like <laughs> this. Right? Exactly. I mean, he was doing it because he loved to go fast and stuff, and his wife knew it. She said at the Hall of Fame induction, she was there. The girlfriend was there, but again. And
0: Peyton's assistant's job was to make sure that the two women... Never met. Right. You know, one in the morning, one in the night. You know, just keep them on separate paths, and it doesn't really come as a shock. You know, sh- could this book have been written sooner? Should this book have been written sooner? Maybe, you know. Uh, most in the Chicago media probably wouldn't touch it because who would want to be associated with a book that diminishes the legacy of Walter Payton? You know, it, it's a lot easier, I think, for somebody outside the market to t- tackle that topic than it is, you know, a guy who's been covering pro football or what have you for all these years in Chicago. You, you, oh, oh, you're the guy that, uh, you know, bashed Walter Payton, even if the definition of bashing is basically telling the truth. You know, uh we tend to put athletes on these pedestals, and we have to realize that they're just like you and me, although they're much better compensated than you and me. But, you know, they're just human beings, and they're subject to the same strengths, weaknesses, frailties, whatever you want to say it, temptations, you know, there's the great, uh, who was Oscar Wilde, I think it was a quote that I can resist anything but temptation.
1: No, you're exactly. I mean, because being around the athletes at some of these golf outings, and you've probably seen it too, the women are coming up to them, wanting to get around them. I mean, they might not have played in 30 years, might have been a bear backup or a club backup, but again, just to say, I was with a player.
0: Right. You know, and and then there's also the players that are players who go up to the women. So, oh, you know, with it's. With the
1: beautiful women you're around, how many guys you see just sit there, and start flirting with these gorgeous models all the time, thinking they have a chance? Right.
0: And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But. They
1: got a better chance of winning the lottery than getting with these girls. Right.
0: But you know, if you're able to go up to somebody and say, Hey, I'm so and so and I used to play for the bears or the whatever, you know, fill in the blank of the team. All of a sudden you may get somebody's attention rather than saying, Hi, I used to write for this newspaper. <laughs> or, Hi, I'm, I'm an attorney. You know, it, there's a certain cachet that comes with being an athlete or a former athlete that, uh, people's eyes widen whether you're male or female, you go, oh, really? And because we have this idealized notion that somehow these people are superior. I don't know what the definition of superior is. And you take this person, you put them on the street without that identification of being an athlete or a former athlete, and you may not give them a second thought, but you attach a team affiliation to them, And then all of a sudden, somehow, they become exalted. And if you're really good the way Walter Payton was, you're at the pinnacle of being exalted, and people will bow down and worship at the feet of of Walter Payton or at the Bears or or whatever it is. And, you know, you end up, I think, as we find out in this Jeff Perlman book, you're you're
1: worshiping false gods. But again, I... Now everybody's coming out. He was a great guy. He was a great guy. You know what? Look at him as a player. He was a great player, and as a person, you know what? He was involved in numerous charities. I sat next to him at a Cubs game one time. I've told the story before. Come to the Cubs game with my dad, it was in 87 after he retired. We're going to our seats because we have season tickets, and we see this guy in our seats. We go, someone's in our seats. It was Walter Payton, his brother Eddie, and uh, Walter's son Jarrett, and um, I think Eddie's son. There was... Four okay. people in the seats, and we're laughing. We sat next to him the whole game. I sat next to Eddie, and then he switched seats. And I sat next to Walter for a couple of innings. Walter talked after buy his drinks. Did he goose you? He didn't goose me. He was, okay. We were laughing. You're one of the few. And But he was a joker. My dad goes, I'm sorry to see you retire. He goes, yeah, you probably said, get that old man off the field. And they announced he was at the game in the seventh inning, and all of a sudden there was a thousand people around us asking for autographs, and the usher's trying to push people away. He sat there and signed autographs till the end of the game, because he knew it was all about the fans, and he took care of the fans. Any other athlete or a lot of them would have said, you know what, just get away, leave me alone. But who were his kids there to see? They were there to see the Mets, and they wanted to go in the dugout after the game, her clubhouse, and see uh, Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden, and that's who they were basically idolizing. Their dad was one of the greatest players of all time, but again, they were thinking about Daryl and Dwight. Right.
0: You know, and Walter Payton was more than a football player. He was a husband, a, a father, and you can make your assessment of how good he was at all that, you know, I think his kids, Jarrett and, and Brittany, turned out pretty good. And whether he gets credit for that or Connie gets credit for that or the housekeeper gets credit for that or grandma gets credit for that. I, I don't know the dynamics of the Payton family. Uh, so I,
1: I. But she was with him until the end. I mean, she sat by his side, Connie Payton. Yeah. I don't know if they were divorced or not at the end. Yeah. I heard somewhere they were divorced. But again, she stood by him until this day. Yeah, I think they weren't divorced, but they, uh, they separated,
0: you know, I, I don't think there was a legal separation or you, you and all your law cronies would have known about that, but you know, that happens in life. People drift apart and sometimes people, um, look at governor, former governor Schwarzenegger, they stay together for a while for certain purposes and, uh. You know, I don't think Connie ever was going to go public and say, you know, Walt, Walter's out there philandering or anything like that. It didn't serve anybody's purpose.
1: No, exactly. I mean, he could put other women could play the game, but she had the name. Right. And she protected that name and knew what that name was worth right. for not only her husband, but also for her kids right. and the lifestyle. Yeah, you know, you want to be somewhat protective
0: as a parent of your children. And if it means, okay... I'm going to put up with a certain amount of BS from my spouse, you do it. All Tell the it.
1: spouses put up with BS from their spouse. Not, not your spouse or my spouse. No, we're we're angels. But again, what I'm going to end up doing is taking, we did a two-hour tribute to Peyton a couple of years ago. I'm going to put the video, I'll put it up on YouTube, and if people want to see Peyton's former teammates talk about him, his kid, his brother, it's going to be up there in the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, I mean, regardless of, of what all is in the book, that doesn't diminish the football player that he was.
1: Exactly. And if you want to see the audio, just go to TalkZone.com, Barely legal. You can listen to the old two-hour podcast we did. Again, I want to thank our guest Alex Karras, Vince Dooley, and our other guests I'm not going to thank because who knows where he is. He's probably at the track. <laughs> again, thanks for listening to Sports and Torts. I want to thank Dave Olson for his fine work. I'm David Spield, LA Harris. Stay tuned again next week for another great show.